we're on. Oh, hey, wow. Uh, hey, everybody. Uh, welcome uh, to your radios. Uh, you just heard me talk about B-Ball's Best Kept Secret, a uh, fantastic hip hop rap music mixtape from the very early 90s. With me to talk about it now, a very serious and accomplished NBA journalist who I assume has heard a rap song before, Sirit Sohi, everybody. How are you doing today? Feeling extremely serious, like one of the most serious NBA reporters out there right now. <laughs> like you've covered real things. And I'm like, hey, uh, what do you think about Dana Barrows on this uh, on this premiere beat? I'm like, all right, I, you know, look. I feel like everything, everything is fake. All, unless it's like actually real life shit, it's all fake. So we're all, it's all the same wavelength. And that's the realest shit I've ever heard. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited. Aw. Uh, how are things? Uh, just generally good? Um, yeah, things are good. Uh, it's, it's very strange. You know, I feel like every... So I live in Edmonton right now, and my days are basically, basically dictated by the air quality. Um, if I can go outside, I usually have a pretty good day. Oh. Uh, that's, pretty much, that's pretty much how it's going here. What about you? Okay, honestly, LA, same. Not on fire right now. Feeling pretty good about that. I might, uh, I might even ride a bus. Great. I learned a lot of new stuff from this video, from this uh I don't know what, what we call it. I think I like to call them internet radio tapes. Internet radio? Okay. Okay, yeah. What, 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 whatever we want to call it. Uh, I learned a lot from it. Uh, first of all, I didn't know that that was the, the Harlem Globetrotters actual music. That music has just been around for so long that, like, you know, it's just like in the ether. I just assumed it was like, you know, like classical music where like anybody can use it for anything nah, I know what you at mean. all times. Yeah, yeah, like I feel like I've heard it in ads. Um, even if I'd heard it uh with like Globetrotter stuff in the background, I think I assumed that was just like, you know, a producer putting that in. I just I had no idea. Just a dude whistling. It's like hearing yeah. somebody owns happy birthday. Same. I didn't know like it has a title. Like, what do you mean? That's just dudes whistling. Yeah. Yeah, except this we can actually use. <laughs> It's got a beginning and end. It's crazy. I, yeah. all right. The Harlem Globetrotters, I wonder, I wonder who's getting the royalties. It sucks that they even made music before they could go digital. They don't, they're not going to see any of these like sound mm -hmm. exchange numbers. They don't know what ASCAP is. It's kind of, I, I feel bad for the past. Yeah. Music shouldn't have existed until like 20 years ago. I think that's like the biggest thing I learned from this actually. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's like that's like you know. I feel I feel like there's there's a stepladder for all this stuff, right? Like things get better and better yeah. uh, as we go. Maybe thirty years because I I feel like the Shack uh, the Shack record was was a breaking was a breaking through moment for for NBA and, and rap. I think the Shack record is important. I think I wish he wasn't a pansy and he left Biggie's verse on the CD. But then I also understand like having heard the Biggie verse. Like, yeah, he would have definitely lost whatever Mountain Dew money he was getting at the time if they heard that. What What was on there? Well, it's not that bad. It's just kind of standard. Like, I'm hanging out. I used to sell drugs. Now I just wear Versace shirts. But at the end, he says he's the devil, mm. which I think would have done it. Yeah, the 90s were, were a strange time. Um, I, yeah, he should have had him on, though, because then I think that... So that came out in 93, right? Yeah. 
yeah, I mean, I feel like the album would have like just become an like it would have been an instant classic. I don't know, was it an instant classic? I wasn't around. It was a technical classic. I was also I was like a little baby kid, but mm-hmm. afterwards, it's like it did go platinum, but it wasn't like it went platinum. It went platinum. It went platinum. Shaq went platinum. Shaq's debut album went platinum. 100%. He didn't even need Biggie for it to go platinum. You know, I take that back then. He didn't need it. <laughs> he didn't need it. He got it like, you know, he, he preserved his money and he got the platinum record. Yeah. You know what? That's a, that's a good move by Shaq. <laughs> Shaq, as we all know, the most shrewd businessman. The new Papa John himself. How how did it, is it how did we then not go from like this first album to like then him just completely veering off and and only doing this or at least like it being a big part of his career later? I guess because he really wanted to win a championship because I think that's what happened. It was like he did two, and then it was like all right, the Lakers keep losing in the playoffs. This isn't fun anymore, and he just kind of just sat it down for a while. Mm, I, I I can see that. I can see that. I can just see like the press tour not being as fun anymore and the fans just not being that into it. But it very, it very much harkens back to like the, the idea of, you know, when players like post anything that isn't basketball related on IG and people are like, why aren't you in the gym right now? I feel like you could have done both. Gyms aren't even open 24 hours a day, dude. You could, you could definitely rap at some point. Yeah, I mean, the studio is. The interesting thing is Shaq stops rapping. Kobe starts rapping. That's what... We get the one with Tyra Banks. Then Shaq starts rapping again. Yeah, then Shaq, yeah, as soon as he, then they split teams. Yeah. As soon as he could, Shaq raps again as soon as humanly possible. Very interesting stuff. Especially on this day, uh, Dame, Damian Lillard yesterday says he decides he's the best uh, rapper in NBA history. That was my big news story yesterday, which, given the fact that Shaq went platinum, I don't know if it's fully true. Yeah, you know, I'm just I'm just surprised that Dame didn't like Dame just seems like one of those old school guys that would have reverence for history. You know, I didn't see him being like, you know, these rap, the rappers now that are like, oh, yeah, I don't care about the past. But damn, that's that's surprising. That's surprising to me. But you know what? At the same time, though, like Dame has supreme confidence. Yeah. Like, I don't know that Dame could could do any of the things that he does if he didn't believe he was you know the best this is true and if he had happened to heard this mixtape before he said it it makes even more sense like those dudes cannot rap chris mills terrible rapper one of the worst i've ever heard it's some real bad stuff on there it felt like there's some good stuff on there too like i'm actually i'm very curious to i didn't get to like listen to like everything but within the snippets like you mentioned cedric savalo sounding just like warren g i think that's highly accurate um also, you know, at a time for him that you know, he wasn't very, like, very beloved. For, so for him to be talking shit at that moment, <laughs> you know, interesting, interesting. He had, I feel like that, that, that was one player who, like, just got to take heat check after heat check because no one else was around. So it's, like, actually just not at all surprising to me that he was on, he was on this record. Yeah, I mean, just the, the blind, he rode the blindfold dunk as far as humanly possible. Absolutely. I forgot about that. <laughs> I don't remember a single one of his stat lines. All I remember is he dunked with a blindfold on and we gave him a pass from that moment on. Yeah. Yeah. That was funny. The other thing that was funny was like uh, the 1980s Lakers of all teams t- saying like, don't do drugs. I know. they. It's like, how could they exist without drugs? Like, I know. I mean, what is that team without drugs? It's just AC Green. 
You need he's on that team? you need five guys on the floor. It can't just be one AC Green. Well, it was like you know. I think well, history is interesting because like you get to you get to see through lines into particular moments. Like I wonder if this was the beginning of of Kareem's career as like as an essayist and mm. just moral arbiter for the universe. There, he's in the studio. Like this isn't for me. This isn't where I should be. I should be writing Veronica Mars. Have you seen any of those Veronica Mars that he wrote? What he wrote? No. The reboot of Veronica Mars. He is a staff writer on the show. Kareem is like an endlessly impressive human being, isn't he? I mean, like he's got to be number one on everyone's list. I don't see how you could not. I man, that's like so. Were they good? I don't know. I never watched them. Like, like did he get to like? Was he a staff writer? Did he get to like you know be in charge of any episodes? There's got to be something where it's a man. Where's hold on? How does Google work? I think we found like the topic of your next episode. Yeah, you know what? Like this needs to be your next deep dive. And we got a li- we got some we got a backlog. You know, I've been out of the office for a couple weeks, personal reasons. I had to go to Antigua. I won't say why, but yeah, that should be at the top of the pile. I just wonder, like, I, I, I it could go one or two one or two ways, right? Because Cream's like a really smart guy. Um, Either he has like these episodes that are like total after school specials where like the message he's trying to get across just like bludgeons you or like, I mean, I could see him actually like maybe working with some of the writers and being able to like find, find a way to make it more subtle. I'm going to watch this episode. No, I'm very curious. I believe it's definitely, it's it's for sure worth investigating. Uh, Mm -hmm. Much like the tape. I would say you don't need to listen to all of it. You need to hear how bad Jason Kidd is. He's definitely one of the, uh, Standouts is not great. Gary Payton, his song is good. Isaiah Ryder actually could rap today. It's not that he's like great, but his flow and cadence is surprisingly modern. Chris Mills skip. Uh, Malik Seeley's song's not good, but R.I.P. to the gods. So you you got to play it and you know pour a little forty out on the street for that. And um. That'll be my highlights. Oh, yeah. And uh, if you want to cry, uh, which we'll call it, uh, Brian, um, Brian Shaw. B. Shaw. The B. Shaw song. Brian B. Shaw. It's mm-hmm. so sad. At what, like, what, what was that one about? It's about how. And also, like, at what point in the record did it, you know, was, was it like one of like the pre climax? Like, oh, yeah. Or, you know, was it sort of towards the end where you're like, you know, you're ready to be in your feelings? It's the second verse. So the first, it starts, it's very normal. He's like, hey, what's up? It's B. Shaw. You know me. I play ball. I do all types of things. What's good? And then wow. it's like something like wow. he's just like very basic. But then in the middle, Bars. he's like, but sometimes life gets real. I lost my whole family. And then he like breaks down what happens. And then like the third verse is about how, you know, he's just living a day at a time and and just trying to make it through. It's a wild ride. That's actually really sad. It's sad as hell. And for years, you're like, what is Brian Shaw doing here? No one knew what he was dealing with. Yeah, and they could have. <laughs> they could have if they had listened to the record, but nobody did. This is what I... That, that, that's surprising to me, too. Like, was... Do, did you figure out why? Because you have a bunch of stars on this on this thing. Or I guess... Maybe, maybe it was actually the lack of star power. You had a bunch of NBA players on it. They didn't really have stars. But they're not super duper star. The biggest star is probably Gary Payton. But this is early Payton. Mm-hmm. 
Like the Seattle hadn't made a West final at that point. And Jason Kidd's like a rookie. Dana Barros is like, all right. He's like uh he's like the second best dude on the, like one of the worst Sixer teams. You know, when it was like him and um, what's that dude, Witherspoon? I never knew his first name, but I had five hundred of his basketball cards. Who was he like I, I imagine they tried to get Shaq. Um who else would have made sense at the time to like make this thing pop? Like, was there anybody else that was really, really out here? I feel like right now, if you were to do this, like you could stack oh, it yeah. and it would, it would crash. Anyone, any team. Back then, no. If I'm the one producing it, I'm trying to convince Pippen. Let's get Scottie Pippen on a song. He seems primed mm. for something like that. That's a, good, that's a good way to look at it, right? Like get the people or you don't have to worry too much about like the musical part of it. Like, you know, you can take care of that, but get the people who will have something to say. Yeah. Like. That would have been therapeutic for Pippen to get some stuff off of his chest there. He needed it bad. And then, you mm-hmm. know, and then if it goes well, like, don't let it be a big success. Because then the next summer, now Mike's got a song. Mm-hmm. Mike's song is the best rap song ever made. He's got Kenny G on it somehow. Nine different producers. He's, you know what I'm saying? He's got, he, mm-hmm. he might have invented autotune had Scottie Pippen had a hit rap song before him. You know what else would have been, would, would have been really good? Also, just for processing, but then you'd have like some sort of thematic resonance throughout. Like every single star who lost to Michael in the in the finals should have Whoa. collaborated to talk about it about like what they've been through. A we are the world of losers. Mm-hmm. Incredible. Mm-hmm. Can we do that right now with like everyone that hasn't? Well, okay. Like actually, we could look at it. Like there's one way to look at it. Like LeBron tried rapping for a bit was like you know it was really just during the lockout season um it didn't really seem like he ever got back into it um and maybe that's because he was too successful like maybe he just didn't need a creative outlet like that because it was just like i mean you know i'm lebron that's true but everybody like everybody else around him that that hasn't won like they could they could use it like maybe maybe after 2015 like it would have been nice for LeBron to get some bars off. But other than that, I just can't really think of a time. And then he decided to act. He went the other way. He d- he decided mm-hmm. Ice Cube Route B. Isn't it crazy that he went from like actually doing a doing a good job in like other roles? Like he was pretty good in Trainwreck to actually just being a bad actor in his own movie. Yeah, he because d- he decided he was he was like, all right, now I'm going to try to carry one. Mm-mm. We did in Trainwreck. He just he was like, you get to just be yourself. He didn't have the range. He tried yeah. to show us the range, and it's like, all right, man, let's get back in the gym. Let's let's see let's <laughs> yeah. see what happens with Space Jam Three now. Yeah, he's like, my family doesn't like me. Oh, like he just didn't have the face. He didn't have like any of the appropriate faces to deal with like the emotional situations he was going through. And as I have found out, <laughs> emoting with your face is surprisingly hard. I have been on sets and people have been like, hey, Jamel, we need you to do something different with your face. And I have had to go back to them and say, hey, bro, I actually can't. This is all I have face wise. Well, in fairness, you've been working on this for a while. I think it'd be hard for you to summon any any surprise at this point. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I have listened to this tape way more than I ever wanted. But uh, How many times have you listened to it? I ran it five times, just to be sure. Is there any, like, is there anything in it that you're like, oh, that's smart. That was a good choice. Uh, the hip-hop basketball genie. There's an intro of a man's voice who just comes on and he's like, hey, what's up? I'm the hip-hop basketball genie. And then he kind of just explains what's about to happen, but in, like, rhyme form. But then we never hear from him again. I think the hip hop basketball genie should have came back a couple times during the CD. What did he say? He was just like, uh, he also, he did it very like um, spoken word rap about like from hip hop, from the black top, rock it till you don't stop. Aha. You know, he did like one of those. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, okay, I get it. This all of this sounds like it's like because it's it's not, but like all of this sounds like it's like white people trying to rap. <laughs> I'm doing a very bad job of explaining, is what I'll say. Okay. <laughs> no, but just like you know, like the 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 rigidity of like the rhymes, like hip hop, black top, like it's just it just feels very yeah. Like you know, you're you're trying to to get the technical parts right a little bit too much. And that is hip hop in the early nineties. Welcome to the past. It's very strange. It's very strange to hear dudes enunciate every single word. Yeah. They really care about tone. It's like, why aren't you guys just on coding saying whatever? (laughs) It's like hip hop and don't stop just over and over again. Basically that's I'm, it's really not far off. A lot of a lot of similar songs just about how, uh, you know, they play ball because uh, it wasn't anything else to do. And I got really good. And now I work really hard mm-hmm. and um, I'm focused. Who would be like the best mumble rapper in the modern NBA? Mm, man, that's a great question. Serge Ibaka. Oh, Serge has got such a smooth and luscious voice. Like, have you heard him speak before? He couldn't he couldn't mumble if he tried to. I feel like he would be he would be like a great R&B singer. Ooh. Okay. I mean, that's what I want to see. I want to see his R&B album. Honorable mention to um who actually does do R&B? Why am I blanking on this? He's from DC. Just got hurt. Was on the Rockets. Got traded to Miami. Didn't play the whole end of last year. Was playing for Indy. Oladipo. Oladipo. What a singer. Yeah, he sings. He's great. Yeah, he's a great What I've singer. been waiting for, I've been waiting for Dame and Oladipo to put a song out together. Something for the ladies, mm. you know? Yeah, you know. Throw Serge in there. I don't see why not, man. Give him a verse in like French. Mm. He definitely knows French. Oh, yeah. He knows French. I think he knows Spanish. You could do some like, yeah, you could make some real sensual shit. Like you could just make, you could make, a, they could make like a straight up sex playlist. I think America needs it now more than ever. And I think we might need to start a fucking record label. All I have heard in these past 20 minutes or whatever is fantastic, out-of-the-park ideas and concepts. Yeah, we're just giving these away for free. Which is fucked up. Mm -hmm. You know what, though? 
Like maybe we can make it happen. I got time. I know where to get those um soundproof uh pads. You know, we can get the studio together. No idea how to make beats. We both work for a podcasting company. Yeah, we're halfway there. That would be the issue, right? Like with this like like should we we would maybe would have to merge companies. Mm. And then this could be a big enough deal to do it. I mean, it sounds like we're breaking the story. Um, is Wired onto this? Who needs to, who do we need to make a press release to? Variety? Podcast weekly? Oh no, I think we should we should be we should think bigger than that. Honestly, like honestly, I think the best move would actually just to be to do it and then release the plus uh the the press release on our own platform. Dog. Yo, we for sure need a platform. Platform mm-hmm. is the word of the year. Word of the decade. It really is. It really is. Do you think? Do you think it will end up being like the word of the year? This Has year? to be. What do you think will, will be the? Yeah. I don't even know any other words. What was the word of the year last year? Sour Patch Kids is three words, so it wasn't that. I'm gonna Google that. Yeah, you know what? I've actually blocked. There are a lot of things I've blocked them all out. <laughs> yeah, like last year. There are too many words from last year because we we learned we learned so many new terms. We learned we just learned so many new ways of understanding this world, like you know, social distancing. Mm. Um, that would be, if, if you could do a phrase, that would yeah, be my, it. My phrase uh, that pays from last year, external microphone, nothing more important in my life. You Thank you. Blue wire. There we go. Zoom. There we go. Hey. Zoom. Microsoft teams. All that Zoom, shit. Great word. Also a mm. uh, great hip hop song. Shouts out to Boosie. Uh, okay. Let me just want to close on this current NBA rappers. How many rappers in the league currently are you aware of, if any? Does it come up often in real press coverage? I feel like it's one of those things that is strangely so common, um, but also under-discussed. Like, everyone knows about Dame. Um, but it's interesting, though. Like, you know, we all want, like, more insight into into certain players, and it's like we don't, like, listen to their music. Like, KD makes music. I think Kyrie makes music. Um, we all know Iman Shumper Sh- 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 makes music, um, but like, you know, I'm already at Shump, you know, <laughs> like, I don't personally even pay that much attention to it, but I do find it's like, you know, every time I'm going down the wormhole on a player, I'd say like, you know, 15% of the time it's you hear like, oh, and also they have a right, re- like Lonzo, Lonzo makes music. A lot of, a lot of these guys. That's true. Lonzo put me on to a guy I'd never heard of before. That was really good. Um. EST something you know these do rappers nowadays don't have names that are words anymore either it's all like initials or phrases or like binary code but um yeah it's like what Grimes named yeah um my personal yeah or they just go with their actual name that's true too. my personal favorite Will mm-hmm. Barton Will Barton raps and Will Barton not a great rapper but mm-hmm. like I would say Dame is better technically Sound wise, give or take, but Will Barton sounds cooler. He sounds like how I want a rapper to sound. Like he's got a bunch of chains on and he's holding a bottle of champagne and he just doesn't give a hoot. And that is what I'm looking for from my hip hop experience. He doesn't go by Will though. He goes by, um, I think it's Thrill. I think the name is Thrill. Just Thrill? Like not like Will the Thrill? No, just Thrill. Not like Trill Barton. Which also, he should have probably done Trill Barton. Trill Barton works, and it travels well. Um, but it also, like, I mean, it would have worked. I think he would have aged out of it. Too, yeah, that's though. true. I like Will the Thrill. Because it's also a good basketball nickname, too. Yeah, he kind of, 
even though like he's he's not really like thrilling but you know if every once in a while he gets a transition dunk and you hear like you know one of the 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 Nuggets announcers just go, well, the thrill. Like, that's That's fun. a good time. Nobody, nobody minds it ever. We should recommend this to him. I, we're just giving, we're giving away too many ideas. Giving away jewels. All right. Let's chill. Too much free game being distributed. Uh, thank you for coming on the pod again. Uh, Sir, do you, do you have any plugs you want to give out to the folks? Oh man, I don't. I actually, I don't think so. I don't really have a lot going on right now. It's August, <laughs> you know. Literally, nothing is okay. happening. You can, I guess, follow me on yeah. Twitter. Uh, to so he, you can maybe read me at the Ringer. Not, you know, if you want to go back and read something from like a long time ago, you can. Sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, we do the answer, uh, which we're, you know, we'll we'll start we'll start it up again at some point soon. But you know, sure. Uh, go back and li- listen to some old <laughs> answers. Yo, the, the answer is a fantastic pod. I like listening to old NBA pods because you get a, it's like a feeling for all of the decisions. Like I was listening to um, you talk about the uh, Raptors run for the title. And I was oh, like, yeah. oh man. Yeah, we, would, we did talk. About it's just it. a nice yeah. little, it's a nice fun little time capsule. And you get to hear who's, who was right and who was wrong. I, I love checking people's facts. True, true. Yeah, it is a nice uh, snapshot of a moment. Like, I feel like I used to do that more with articles, but it's it's almost more honest looking back at an old podcast. Bro. Like, there's just, like, not as much hedging. And it's like, okay, this is exactly where we were and where, like, multiple people were thinking. You were talking about who was going to get the minutes, Norman Powell or DeLon Wright in the 2018-2019 the run. And I'm like, oh, snap. That was a thing that... I actually did become a thing. And then there was an ad for the Robin Hood app. I'm like, yo, this is insane. <laughs> well, that's on us. We have to, we got to update those. Um, and DeLon, like, so this was in probably December. DeLon Wright got traded. Was it, was it right? Like, what did I, what did I say? It, it was like, okay, so we got Kawhi now. Uh, mm-hmm. And, uh, the host of this show was like, so how's that going to affect everybody's vibe in the locker room? Like, is anybody going to be worried about their minutes? Yeah. And then dude was like, specifically mm-hmm. DeLon Wright. And then you were like, yo, he just fits too well. He's going to play. He's going to get a deal. Like the, the, the host was kind of trying to be like, is DeLon Wright <laughs> not playing going to fuck up team chemistry? And you were like, no. And then it didn't. Yeah, but they did, did have to trade him. They did have to trade him. <laughs> so... Technically, yeah. still, uh, that's a weird. Not because of team chemistry, but like he was—he did not have a good season. And did, like, I think I was wrong. I think it did impact him. I was trying to make it sound right. I was trying to make it sound right. No, it's okay. It's all good, man. It's all good. Right. <laughs> I was one hundred percent off base with that assessment. They, they got him because then you did. You were like, right, "Man, Delon Wright's about to play." Like, and then you were like, "Well, maybe a guy like Norman Powell could like step up, maybe." He did, I mean, he did. He completely, he completely stepped up. <laughs> stepped up, stepped over. Hey, I count those. That's right to me. Once again, Sirit Sohi, everybody. Clap in your cars. <laughs> Thanks, Jamal. This was fun. Thanks for listening to NBA Storytime. I'm your host, co-writer, and stretch three on the floor, Jamel Johnson. Harry Swartout is our producer, co-writer. 
and a man heavily invested in rec specs. Daniel Hardigan is our script editor and the guy who mops up after people who fall down under the basket. Devin Shepard is our associate producer and the only one who makes sure we all get on the bus on time. Thank you, Devin. Haley O'Shaughnessy is our consulting producer and leading the league in bench points. John Yales and Peter Moses are our executive producers, and they also insisted on calling their own fouls. Real good to you guys. Got an idea for a story you want us to tell? Leave it in a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and we'll put it in front of our podcast homeowners association to see if we're allowed to make it sometime in the future. And I'm not repainting my fence. NBA Storytime is a Blue Wire podcast. Catch you next time.